Hi, everybody. It's time for Watonga City Manager Minute Monday podcast with your host, Carrie Beth Little. Good Monday morning. It's Teresa France, and I am here with our city manager, Carrie Beth Little, for our City Manager Minute Monday podcast. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Teresa, good. how are you? How was yeah. your hot weekend? I had a very great weekend last week. I had my grandson oh, all that's week. Right. Very yes. busy, very tired, yes. but I survived it. I think <laughs> I literally think I lost like five pounds chasing. <laughs> it happens though. Grandkids but are it was, great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, and we're going to have another hot week this week. We are, and so we just encourage people to, you know, take those precautions, take frequent, if you're outside working in the elements, make sure you take frequent breaks, Mm -hmm. drink lots of water, um, and always, if you ever feel like you need to call 911, we'll be right there because it's it's really important. And, And also encourage you to tell people where you're at because if you're out working in this heat and then you go down and people start looking for you so you know just safety precautions you know we we want to make sure everybody's Everybody's safe and good so, we, had, um, we had a big weekend, too. We did. Well, we'll start with Thursday. We had the community coffee. It was great. Great turnout. Mm-hmm. Wonderful turnout. Had a lot of new people in town yeah. and a lot of positive things going from there. And it's just always good to see people. You yeah. Know, just visit with them. Met some new folks, too. Did. That was yes. wonderful. Um, so, again, if you ever want to do a community coffee, I know we've got the next one scheduled. Um, Kim will release that, um, you know, this week. We um, So, that was... Thursday, Friday, we, and then that night we had the scrimmage, which mm-hmm. was good. See folks in town. Um, I know that there was a couple of businesses that donated hot dogs for all the teams. And um, so we appreciate that and that community support. Love our businesses. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> and it, it was a good crowd. You know, there were some people there. And it's good to get in the football spirit again. Yeah. You know, it's we, here. It's here. <laughs> it's we coming. got our first football game this Friday. We do have our first football against game. Against my alma mater. Against Thomas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. So I'm what, going. Okay. <laughs> I'll be rooting for Watonga. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, uh-huh. and um, our new head football coach, uh, Clint Benway. Yeah. So we're excited. Clint and I graduated together, so we're, we're excited to see that dynamic and, and what he's got in store for our kids. So The Blaine County a, Fair was fun. It was. There were some people out there in a um, uh, good crowd, um, stopped by and got some food, refreshments, saw all the entries, so that was going on. Yep. T.B. Ferguson had a bike giveaway. Yes. Lots of people. Band played. Yes. So the, the band kids were there, and they served refreshments and homemade ice cream. I didn't get to go to that one. I was at the... Tractor Supply. Um, How was that? I didn't get to So attend. there were a couple of vendors there. Of course, the library was there, and the kids got to make bracelets and do all kinds of things. And there was a vendor who had some homemade things. So we hope that that grows and becomes more, and we get more people. But there was a lot of other things going on outside of Watonga. Yeah. So some vendors went there. But Well, also, if anybody wants to take a look at what's upcoming for the community, they can yep. always look on your calendar. Yep. On, on the city of Watonga's website. And Correct. You have always any kind of information, any kind of updates that the city right. or the community would like to know about. That's, yeah. that's there for them. So we, we try, try to get that out there. So just keep up with that. Um, the next couple of weeks, we hope, I think what I saw, there's some soccer signups going on. So if you got kids out, um, I think that's August the 25th and the 31st. So um, just get out, get the be a community and, yeah. and get things done. Lots so. of lots of things coming up. Yeah. Well, so, I have a question. We have a special guest here. You want to introduce me to our special guest? So uh, this is Randy with Zona Verde, and um, 
Randy and I've had a lot of conversations. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, so we started this project, and um, so we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. Kind of the be when we started and where we're at right, right. now. Yeah. So. I, well, first of all, I would like to say welcome to the community. We're very excited to have you here, Randy. And I want to know how the two of you even met, got this project started, and kind of launched. Tell me a little bit about that. So I attended the first ever um, tribal symposium in Lawton, Oklahoma. Okay. It was January 24th. And so I wanted to be there for the first one. And it was really important, I felt, for our community to be represented and Mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we had just, right before then, we got gifted the property over there from Watonga Christian Church. They're like, we're going to give you this property, but you just have to build a house on it. That was back in November, and so I was frantically trying to find somebody to build me a house. I mean, okay. just one, because it only had one lot. Okay. So um, I went to the tribal symposium, and I'd been talking to um, REI, which is a, a regional nonprofit that kind of helps put you know things together for communities. And she said, hey, I've, I've got this company. They're in town. Um, they're new to, ta- new to the state, but uh, why don't y'all talk? And her name was Susan. And I said, okay. And so she gave me John Bunch's number. Mm-hmm. And John Bunch is the vice president of sales at Zona Verde. And I said, so that was January 24th. Well, February 6th, we were having a meeting. Oh, wow. Right here <laughs> at the city hall. And I said, John, we're doing this. We're going to build this house. And he's like, okay, Carrie Beth. And so then the next meeting was... We're going to do this. So I think that Randy came aboard and he was like, are you sure? And I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to put it in front of the council. And we're so gonna do this. seven and a half months ago, this was conversation. And here we are. Like a dream. It's the dream it of building dream. this house. So they, they gifted you this property. Yeah. And within a year, before a year time, you yeah. are going to have a house built on yes. this property. Absolutely. Um, and so we decided which one. I think that was the biggest. Right. Based on the lot yep. size we had, we went back and forth. And so we decided on the two-bedroom, two-bath, which is around 1,365 square feet. Right. Correct. And um, we got to pick out colors and all that good stuff because that's the way the Zona Verity product comes. Okay. And we were so excited about it because you could just build one. So let's talk about the other part of that dream is um, how long does it take to build the house? I think this is a hook, line, and sinker for Okay. Us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's obviously one of the most um, dynamic housing processes that exist today. So when we go into construction, we basically completely put a superstructure. We call it a superstructure, but the entire house up in one week, seven days. Now I say that not counting on your weather here, which, <laughs> is, which has definitely given us a little more of a challenge. Yes. Uh, but we still look forward to having the house up in about a week. So with that house being up in one week, the interiors are then the following week with cabinets and toilets and all the other parts of the house are then put in on the second phase or the right. second week. Second week. So mm-hmm. technically in the perfect world the house is from beginning to end keys in hand in 15 days. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, and you can't build anything like that. Oh no. Absolutely. So how long have you been doing this type of a project? Oh, that's a great question. 
So um, I personally, as a CEO of a energy company, uh, as well as CEO of Zona Verde, um, I've been at, on many tribal lands in many small communities because of the energy projects and realized very quickly that every time I looked around, it seemed like the housing was a tremendous problem. And it seemed like every time I asked the question, it was not affordable. If we want to do these uh, housing thing, we have to do 20. I can't get anybody to come for less than that. And then they tell me because we're out of the main big city areas, the costs mm. are higher because that's what subs cost. Mm. So I kind of took that as a personal mission with uh, one of our, our shareholders and partners uh, and basically said, there's got to be a better solution to this. So I engaged um, a number of engineers, uh, structural engineers, electrical engineers, architects from both the U.S. and my offices in India to work for almost a year and four months in designing a house that could actually be up in seven days, but exceeded all of the, the requirements or permitting or coding that the state of Oklahoma had. And in fact, our house, if you built it, we, if we build it in Michigan or Alaska or Oklahoma, it passes all of the requirements. And in Oklahoma, as an example, it exceeds many factors mm -hmm. by double. Wow. So um, right. the idea behind this house is that it's not a low-income house. It's an affordable house. Okay. And that's how we approach the whole yeah. idea. And that kind of house it is, is, you know, we kind of talk around about SIP panels. And so, you know, well, that's one of the common questions I get, Randy, is what is a SIP panel? You know, what is it? What does it do? Yeah, that's a great question because people do get confused on these terms. So SIP panel stands for structural insulated panel. We use what's called an EIP or an engineered insulated panel. The difference is in the U.S. a traditional SIP panel is basically uh, wood, thin wood, and in the middle is sort of a foam um, sheet and they bring those prefabbed walls, but the house still has to be constructed with a wood frame. Okay. Those walls go in, so you've got wood. The insulation is not fire retardant uh, to the degree that our insulation is. So our engineered insulated panels, they use galvanized steel on each side so there's no wood. And the inside is a uh, and I won't use a chemical term because even I can't pronounce it half the time, <laughs> but it's a type of insulating foam that when it is sprayed, injected at a plant, and then hardens. And it's completely fire or flame retardant. You cannot light it on fire. And the it's goal amazing. behind this was we wanted to make sure that when a house was built, that everything was contained. So our electrical is in the walls all of our uh, plumbing, or the majority of it, is in the walls. So when the house comes, when we talk about our electrical going in, we're talking about an electrician pulling wires in already pre-channeled uh, metal tubes with the okay. boxes there. So it's already <laughs> So the panels are uh, rated um, 
five to 10 times anything that is available today. And in the US, no one produces these types of panels, but Zona Verde. Wow, that's incredible. Yes, it is. That's And, and if I could make one other comment, Absolutely. we have been asked as a company many times to provide our homes to large developers that could put these up because they recognize the amazing uh, amount of profitability they could make by adding additional sure. margin and the time it reduces in their construction. We as a company have uh, taken the position that we are only providing our homes into rural communities, small communities, and native uh, or tribal communities that truly are in need of affordable housing, not low income housing. I love that. And better place in Oklahoma. 100%. That is so great. So uh, how long or when did you target the state of Oklahoma for this project? Um, that I have to credit our vice president of sales, John Bunch, who yeah. Terry Beth, you met. Mm -hmm. um, he had said to me as we, I have a, a chief strategy officer whose job it is to look and see what's the best strategy. But John made a, a tremendous case uh, for Oklahoma. He basically explained to me that when I look at a state that has the number of small communities mm -hmm. that are in many regards, and it's very unique, intertwined with tribal jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, an, it's not the traditional uh, state map, if you will. So smaller communities even have a greater challenge sometimes because they also have tribal jurisdictions. So it's not as though you just have a single uh, group, if you will. Mm -hmm. So um, when we looked at the real numbers and we looked at the need, uh, we realized that there was a tremendous need here in Oklahoma. We took it one step further. We had an analysis done on uh, the bills that were passed by the state of Oklahoma for affordable housing, the money that has been allocated, um, programs that have been offered mm -hmm. since 2000 and I believe eight, um, and the amount of money was in the tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars over that time and realize the problem was never solved. And the problem was never solved because the problem isn't that people don't recognize the need for affordable housing. The problem is they can't afford what they call affordable housing, which has now moved itself up to almost $215 a square foot. That's my was going to be my next question. What's the square footage and what is the, the cost per square footage? The, the one bedroom, one bath that we just purchased, which is our next phase, is a hundred and, I think I brought that, a hundred and thirty-seven, is that, is that right? Yes. Yeah, 137, yeah. Wow. And so, and that's kind of where, you know, yeah Randy and I could talk about this a long time, but, you know, that's one of the reasons why we did the next phase sure. of this is uh, affordable. When you talk about housing, you talk about affordability is, what do the people want? Oh, yeah. And that's the questions that we started asking is, um, the houses that Zona Verde brings are from one bedroom, one bath, all the way up to a five bedroom. And so that's kind of where we're going to do these in phases and that way we can have them available because you might have a family or exactly. the reason that we, we went with the two bedroom, two bath and is because you could be starting out mm -hmm. and that's a great starter home uh -huh. or you could be transitioning down out of your larger home and want something a little smaller sure. um, and so that's why we thought that's the best one to start with most definitely and then that way people could see it because it's more of a home and, and, and you that. know carrie beth as you and i talked yeah. the problem with this term affordable homes and um when you and i have been talking mm -hmm. about this at length 
in the Zona Verde home, everything is included. Mm-hmm. The refrigerator is included, the dishwasher, the garbage disposal, the microwave, the stove. So in essence, we don't look at the home as, well, let's just put up something and you know all of these other costs are going to get buried onto that homeowner who's trying to purchase this affordable home. Uh-huh. We've said, we know at times it's a little bit more expensive, still tremendously less than any stick built home you could purchase today. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we've chosen to make sure that it's built for the homeowner that can come in there with a turnkey and all of our appliances are stainless steel. So we have taken top of the line, in many many regards, the most expensive. And people ask me all the time, Randy, can't we could, we could save $5,000, $10,000 if we just go down two grades. And I tell them, then I'm just, getting in line with what everyone else wants to do. Provide the as least possible and get the biggest amount of money for it. And that's just not who we are. And Carrie Beth has been very clear when we started our process. She really wanted to understand what what is this that I'm actually going to have for our community? What What specifically is coming in this? Because she also wanted to make sure it wasn't what was considered affordable or low income because people now make those almost synonymous terms. Mm-hmm. Mm. And when you talk about, you know, that building the community and that's part of it, you know, um, the other part of that is the energy efficient that, you know, our council has been very um, uh, uh, supportive in this project and we've come to them with some change orders. We did the spray foam under the foundation, which was not part of the original contract. Correct. But it gave it three types of energy efficient ratings. Mm-hmm. Well, we just think that's better for the homeowner. You know, whoever's going to buy this house, mm-hmm. we're just making it better for them. And it, it uh, kind of promotes the, the life of the home. You know, we're oh. talking about if I buy this home, how long am I going to uh-huh. be able to live in it? I mean, am I going to be, is it a five-year or a 10-year? We talked about 20. You know, uh-huh. you really could live in this house for 20 years and it still kind of looked like almost the way you did when you built it, when you bought it, the you day. Know, Carrie Beth, it's interesting that you bring that topic up because here's what happens at the end of the day. Um, when you think about a traditional home and you think about um, the paint on the side or the siding, and I think many of the people in yep. the community have seen a, a new home go up uh, and the siding is buckling in three years. And at the end of the day, because because our walls are the galvanized steel, we powder coat those. And it, Carrie Beth, mm-hmm. as you know, you yep. chose the colors. I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they could, it's just all institutional housing. These are homes that are customized for the homeowner or for the buyer. But those walls will look as beautiful in 20 years as it will look today. Powder coating has a, a historical mm-hmm. a warranty of 50 years. And some people are surprised. Because it's structurally designed with galvanized steel, there's never a rodent, never a pest, uh-huh. never anything that can affect that home. Wow. So from the day you move in, if you're there 20 years, both the inside and outside walls should look the very same. No fading in the color, it will always look the same. That's great. So that by itself mm-hmm. is really a phenomenal uh, benefit to these homes and everything on the interior is designed for that 20, 25, 30 year life. 
Yeah. Um, the flooring has got a 20-year life. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you could pour water on it, leave it a week, and wipe it up. You'd be nothing on the floor. So everything we've, again, tried to do is not just make an affordable home, make one that is a lovely home, that has amazing things in the interior, and that will last for many, many years. That's right. And this home is going to be completed within the next week to Couple two weeks. weeks. Yep. Yes. 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 Yep. By the end of September, or um, August, yes. by, by far. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, one of the thing, other things, you know, is uh, where was this house made? And who's here building it? Those are the questions. Now, it's like we see a lot of people over there. And uh, we'll talk about the shipping of the home, watching it go on a boat. So where did it be? Brandy, uh, where was it built? Great, great question. So, again, um, I'm going to start this answer by saying my goal originally was able to provide the affordable home at a cost that could be managed. And in doing that, um, I used my resources globally to do that. So uh, the engineered insulated panels are manufactured in a plant in Palgar, India. Mm -hmm. So I have two of my people from Palgar here that came over, a little 8,000 mile trip for them. (laughs) Uh, Then my chief operating officer that has both the US and India operations He's in Ahmedabad, India, where I have offices. He is also here. Um, I have one of my my chief construction officer from Atlanta, from our office there, is here. And then our uh, design and logistics vice president is here from Portland, Oregon. So, and then of course our Oklahoma team. Yeah, Oklahoma team. So we have really a lot of people all over the world. But when we when people ask me about, oh, geez, if something happens, Randy, oh, this was made in India. Well, it is, but not because it's the panels only. The company maintains a national contract with Home Depot. So every item inside the home, all of the appliances, even though they're all GE appliances, we purchase all of those through Home Depot to maintain the Home Depot warranties, the manufacturer's warranties, but also so if there's a problem, there's one number to call. Mm -hmm. And they will come and deal with whatever needs to be corrected, fixed, replaced. Mm. So for us, again, we've tried to look at this in, how do we make it last? How do we make sure that what goes in it is able to be taken care of, or if there are problems, it's easy for a homeowner. Yeah, and and I think we're going to touch on the other subject of when we began this, you know, that's one of the things, Teresa, when I came to city government that people were talking about is housing. And every time you turned around or you went to a conference, yeah. was, we don't have any housing in our rural areas. And so when we started this and, you know, John and Randy went to a lot of other city council meetings with, in a lot of other cities. Yes. And they were basically told, you know, no, is that kind of the word well, it, or you know, not you know, right it, now it, you know, or really, something? It was fascinating <laughs> because it, it's interesting to me how some people have vision Mm -hmm. and other people just can't get out of their own way so with you which Mm -hmm. was fascinating to me when i first met you is you already had the vision it was what can we in watonga do to really light a spark and revitalize our community and housing being a very key factor to it and for me as a ceo of a company that's doing this housing that was very refreshing 
versus someone else who says, well, I love this, you know, but it's not the type of housing we traditionally have. Mm. And I would always say, oh, you're right. If you want, because we do construction, I'm happy to build you a stick home that will look like it belongs on to be not lived in three years from now. I'm happy to do that yeah. <laughs> for the same price. <laughs> so at the end of the day, um, a lot of these other uh, city councils and a lot of these other communities that we I had personally met with as well, um, they just can't they can't th- get the vision. Now, ironically, Carrie Beth, all of a sudden, since you lit the match, <laughs> I now have gotten multiple calls from yeah. multiple cities who have said, hey, we would like to see how we might be able to do something like this. So. Yeah. Just a sort of that vision, no vision. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that's where we said, we're, you know, we're going to do this. The council, you know, was very supportive and saying, hey, we got to build this home. And, you know, and it is a little bit different yeah, thinking process. And yes. the city is building a house. Yes, we are. Yay! You know, <laughs> but we're excited to do it for our community. Right. And, and, you know, you go to different people and you talk and they're like, oh, it's, we have a housing problem. We have a housing problem. We're just trying to help with the housing problem. Right. We're just trying to service our community and build the house and let people see it. And and I will tell you, it's going to be, it's a big deal, okay? Oh and the reason it is is because it's going to be the first home in the state of Oklahoma and the first home in the nation to be built with Zona Verde. Right. And um, we're real excited about that. But we hope this will help other communities, not just in Watonga, but in Oklahoma and the United States. And filtering out. And, you know, what you mentioned, a community without vision truly is dead absolutely absolutely and and you know it's interesting uh carrie beth that one of the things that was fascinating to me is you know i've met with the Mm -hmm. lieutenant governor uh and had these discussions with him and and in some ways have challenged the state to um look at what watonga is doing as a benchmark for what could be done in rural communities all over the state And in fact, I've challenged uh, the Lieutenant Governor and the Oklahoma Finance Authority on the basis that you have money that gets made available, but somehow it never makes it outside of Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Hmm. And I've asked Carrie Beth, and she's been gracious to do this for us, to help me craft the programs that I will be meeting with the Lieutenant Governor in a couple of weeks to actually say, these are the programs we want you to step up and execute. And we are gonna execute those programs in the first city will be Watonga. And they will become the example for other communities that can see how these dollars can be made available, how the community dollars can be made available, how dollars can be made available to homeowners for first time buyers here. So there's a lot of exciting things, Carrie Beth, coming. I don't have all the details, yep. but you know that this has been something yeah. you and I have been working on That's now for so weeks. And, and, you know, I'll tell you, um, it's all for our community and mm. all for our citizens. You know, we work very hard for them, and, and Zona Verde has come to the table and said we want to help that mission and that vision. And I think it's great because um, it's about time uh, yeah. that we have <laughs> that kind of... And Teresa, you've been here oh, for yeah. a while and, and you started with the, the chamber and it was always housing. Yeah, always it housing. It was always housing. Mm-hmm. And so we just took, the, I mean, the city just took that and we're just, we're gonna do it, you mm-hmm. know? You gotta make the first step. You gotta be, be that one. And be the change. 
be the change that everybody wants to talk about. But I about, think so. by lightning, lighting that match, Gary Beth, and I think yeah. because you've also been willing to um, allow Watonga to take on even more potential programs and help companies like ours actually find better solutions to bring money into Watonga for housing. Because for us, we're getting educated, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we have a strong reach and we have a reach with the state. Um, and the question is, how do we maximize that reach to actually bring something to fruition? So we're kind of excited mm -hmm. that we get to do that. And we're excited about the programs you and I are working on today. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't wait till you have a podcast and can announce some of the new programs are happening yeah. right here. Oh, that's, that's right. so great. I'm so excited to hear that. And that's, that's just, again, good things for the community good yeah. things for our community citizens and opportunities that they hadn't had before that's right it and it, and it is and we and we have to put ourselves out there and we have to make things happen but so we're uh, the benchmark watonga is the benchmark watonga is definitely the benchmark i love Absolutely. it i love it yeah. what a great interview i'm so happy that you're here well it's a pleasure to be here actually and, and we as a team and a company are having a fabulous time here in Watonga. We've visited many restaurants. Ah! Uh, we've, we've left a little money to keep the lights on in the casino. Yeah. Because uh, we didn't want to be, you know, to keep it all. Yeah. And, uh, but we're having a great time. Love the city, love the community, and love the people. And we've had some gracious people, I just want to throw out real quickly, <laughs> gracious people that have brought water down to the site one oh, day. We had um, uh, another young lady bring us some um, snacks, if you will, little treats. And quite frankly, it was just very, very sweet and kind. It's totally unexpected. Um, so great community, Carrie Beth. We, we're honored to be here. Thank you. So All right. We have yeah. good people here. We do. Yeah. So happy you're here, Randy, Thank and your you. team is here. And we just have a few more weeks till we get to see the end product. That's right. Mm -hmm. And we'll and just we'll close on. Um, we'll have a ribbon cutting. Okay. Um, we'll we'll release that date once we have everything firm. But it's tentatively September the fifteenth. So stay tuned for those details. And we really hope our community comes out and supports oh, our, our project. That's great. Yep. Well, what a wonderful day. And and looking forward to the next phase. That's guys. right. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll see you next week. Okay. Right. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in and joining us for this week's episode of the Watonga City Manager Minute Monday podcast. Have a great week and tune in next week. Bye.